Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babiodi, traveler wellness advocate, nutritional therapist, author, and ex-flight attendant of 20 years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast. It's my pleasure to have Mickey Bayer-Clausen with us today. He is a New York-based, how should I describe you, entrepreneur with a track record of selling on category-defining businesses and making a profitable exit. These include Speed Names, Asia Technologies, Trunk Archive, And in 2017, which brings us to the nugget in our story here, he co-founded Timeshifter. And Timeshifter is an app. It's much more than an app, uh, I've come to understand, that helps people adjust their sleep patterns, combat jet lag, and quite specifically help help people with circadian disruptions manage their ability to be acclimatized, for, for lack of a better word. And I'm I'm just thrilled to to have you on the program today, Mickey. You do quite a few things. Um, we haven't even come on to the 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 Happiness Foundation, which I understand you've founded. But Thank you. let's hear from you in your own words what you've been up to as an intro into our discussion today. Yeah, thanks, Christopher. And I, I think you did a, a pretty good job. I've been involved in tech startups for a long time. And uh, I enjoy building something from scratch. What's special about Time Shifter and, and Circadian Science, what we're going to talk about today is, is really, you know, any entrepreneur would like to make a difference. And with this company, we really are able to make a very big difference in people's lives as it relates to jet lag, but also in other big areas where there are some uh, very large problems that that both the science that we are occupied with and our platform will be will be very valuable and helpful. So yeah, I've done other things in the past. I am by far most excited about what I'm doing now, and 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 yeah, I think as we'll talk much more about during this conversation, circadian science, the core of of time shifter is just a science that's not well understood and there are many misconceptions about it and uh, and and many confuse what they've heard about circadian rhythms and circadian clocks with sleep when in fact it's important for 24/7 not just when we sleep but it's important for every single second of our lives circadian plays a role and so if you know more about it if you know your circadian time, which we'll talk about more in in in, in a little bit, um, and if you have tools like Time Shifter that can help you control your circadian clock and your circadian rhythms, you can become healthier. You can perform better. You can deal with problems like jet lag. You can deal with problems like shift work disorder. You can prepare for uh, peak performance even at a time when you normally wouldn't peak, and you can get you know, more out of a high efficacy out of many medications and prepare better for medical treatment. So this is, again, this is very big. We're going to focus today mostly on jet lag, 
but I'm very excited about about time shift. I'm very excited about being on your on your show, Christopher. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. So even just in that introduction, there's quite a lot to unpack there. And from my limited perspective, I came to know your work, even though we were both part of the business travel wellbeing community, as it was, through James Hewitt, who worked at Hinster a while back. And anytime I would talk about healthy solutions or a system-based approach to jet lag, he would always come back to Time Shifter in many, many, many conversations. So, <laughs> so uh, on that basis, I thought, you know what? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I'm going to reach out to you to have this discussion. One, because I think, you know, we need all tools we've got on deck to help people manage this because this is i mean we, we've talked talk about coming out of a pandemic this is an epidemic in terms of the disruption to circadian rhythms across society with the invention of the light bulb and from that time all the way to the present future in our ability to turn night into day and day into night as such so Very that's true. the basis of it right so yeah. uh, and, and by the way to add christopher to add to what you're saying and jet lag is not just about not sleeping well and being a little bit off for a couple of days. It disrupts everything in our body. It disrupts our metabolism, our mood function. It, it, it disrupts our heart, our liver. Everything is yeah. it has circadian clocks in our body. So there are lots of things we don't associate with jet lag. Right. But that are being jet lagged. Yeah. And will have consequences in some way, shape, or form, either short term, medium term, or long term. Especially if you travel often, where you're disrupting all those. Again, we'll we'll talk dive into the science in a little bit. But I think it's important for everyone going into this, thinking about jet lag in a in a different way than they used to. Yeah, it is a much bigger problem than we think, and. We also, I think, to some extent, ignoring the immediate, you know, problems like, are you, when you are on a, if you're a business traveler and you come back from a long haul flight on a Friday afternoon, are you going to be the best husband and father or mom or wife, or are you simply not really available for those couple of days so for people that travel more often, you know, it's not just again about you know that little problem falling asleep and and and, and waking up and and feeling a little fatigued during the day. It it does impact our lives. Yeah. So I didn't have quite that specific um, bent on an explanation of it, but the way I used to language what you're alluding to is also the fact. Well, is the the, the type of system. I'd always believed in a systems approach to managing jet lag. And I came to that from a need for myself as cabin crew for an airline for 20 years. I wanted something healthy. And yeah, it used to be that everyone just looked at, oh, it's just about the sleep thing. It's just about the sleep thing. And it was like, well, no, actually. So whether you believe it or not, there is no safe day, safe dose of ionizing radiation. So there's a protection in the environment. There's a hydration parts of the question as well as the body clocks and for me as well as wellness uh, protocols that help you manage 
aspects of your health that allow you to recover better. And it's not quite as specific as to what you're talking about, but it's like, yes, definitely the conversation needs, people have to have a broader understanding that it's not just about the sleep aspect. And that's why we have you. And, and, so, and so adding to that, now you're bringing something else up that's that's really interesting. Again, something where I think many mix it up a little bit. So now we talked about some of the consequences that 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 are far more than fatigue and falling asleep and, and being alert and awake. But there's also this misconception that jet lag is about hydration, for example, or food, where those are important things for your general health and wellness. They don't contribute to dealing with jet lag. They're still important. And you can still call them part of a recovery because, you know, it is important you stay hydrated. It is important you eat healthier when you travel. It is important that you exercise. But none of that will impact your actual jet lag level. Right. None of those things will really shift your circadian clock in either direction. Because that was something I was going to posit to you. So would there be limited, you know, would there be limited use in using some of those things like eating to trigger, for instance, your stomach clock. And that's been quite specific. That, yes. then, that, that makes it a bit useful in that respect. So in, in a sense, it becomes a zeitgeber, if I can use the term, if I'm not using it incorrectly, like a time giver, because we have the circadian clock. It's I've learned from you that it's quite individual to each person and therefore understanding the optimum time which is what time shifter helps you uh, achieve right. is part so in that limited context food something can be useful but as you say to the broader point it's not a specific thing that deals with with jet lag yeah so let's let's so let's start from maybe we, we take a step back which will help us really understand the implication of all of these things so <clears throat> in our brain we have uh, a circadian clock, uh, the SCN. And we also have, as I mentioned before, we have circadian clocks in pretty much all of our biological systems and organs, from the skin, muscles, bones, heart, liver, immune function, metabolism, it goes on and on. We have independent clocks that's ticking. Now, the clock in the brain is what I refer to as the master, is the conductor of the orchestra or the master clock of all these other peripheral clocks we have in our bodies. So this has an extra important role to play because it's trying to keep everybody in sync, all these clocks in sync, and help them help support you during the day and help you recover at night. So that's what this clock does that, that is important. And this clock is also the one that regulates sleep. Not the other way around. Sleep doesn't regulate your circadian clock. We'll get back to what does impact the circadian clock, but sleep does not. Sleep in and of itself. No, it, 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 it regulates sleep. Your circadian clock right now, to give you a fact here, is, is right now we're sitting here having this conversation. It's already anticipating what time you're going to go to sleep tonight based on the last days. So it's looking into the future, anticipating what you're going to do. And tonight, before a couple of hours before that, it anticipates 
you're going to go to sleep, it starts to help produce melatonin in your body to help you ease into sleep, make you tired, get you ready. And that's its job. And this clock and all of our circadian clocks were designed to live the way we lived hundreds of years ago, where we rose with the sun and we went to bed a few hours after the sun set. Now today, as you mentioned in the beginning, we have artificial light, you know, so we can stay up as long as we want. that we're not prepared for. And so the only way to really deal with that is to understand how our bodies work and understand how we can control, you know, or affect or manage the, dis the disconnect or the misalignment. And in, in the case of jet lag, the misalignment to your normal time zone, we need to shift you faster to the new time zone as quickly as we can. And so, so while this clock in the brain is the most important one for jet lag, for how we feel, for sleep, for alertness, etc., you're right. We have a, we have circadian clocks in the in the metabolism, and when you eat, might impact or impacts that clock. So there is a case to be made that. Different things can affect different clocks in your body. And over the next 20, 30 years, we'll learn a lot more about that. And that might be incredibly helpful with certain problems that we don't even think about applying circadian science to today. But for the sake of this conversation and jet lag, if you get this one right, you're, right. In, a, you're in a pretty good spot. You're in a pretty good spot. Okay, and that's definitely something we want um, because of all the aforementioned kind of challenges that we're facing and, and you sort out. And I think it kind of, it, as you were talking, uh, something else I remembered, uh, which talks to this point exactly also, is, and I think people will be asking like, hey, Mickey, how do I manage that with my job that is a night shift job? How do I manage that? How do I manage giving my or having my circadian rhythm give me the right information when I know that at 2.30 a.m. I'm going to be halfway across the Atlantic, not prepared for the time I need to sleep because I'm going to be needing to get up and do X, Y, and Z, and so on and so forth. And it, it goes even further back to the idea that we have people who are different chronotypes, right? Yes, um, people who are, who are morning or, or late evenings, and I believe there are sort of like four that are banded about now, uh, which are variations of the morning and the evening. And they want to sort of like try and find a way to fit the best information that's out there to their own lifestyle. I mean, there are even conversations about having kids start school at different times can actually impact them for a lifetime. Because if you've got someone who's a night owl and you're forcing him or her to go to school like everybody else, um, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning, 
they're not really awake yet. They're not ready to learn. And if that impacts their grades and they get into the slow classes and so on and so forth, and then you see how it stretches out, I'm sure there's probably a corollary in terms of people's ability to perform in business as well. But my question is, how do you begin to unravel that given the circumstances that we're in now? For I mean, you're bringing up a lot of very important points and just to... So let's dive deeper into the how we're different and, and the starting point for any any protocol for any timing or you know any intervention you can apply to these problems. But to just thank you for bringing up the school thing just for a second. I know this is about jet lag, but every school needs to have their kids go to school later in the morning and not as early as they do, including my kids. It, it, it is affecting their grades. It is their affecting their ability to learn. We know that from studies, like really high quality studies. So I know there are logistical problems. There are, there are all kinds of reasons and excuses, but it's harming the kids. And, and uh, one thing we'll dive into now as well with, as, as well as chronotypes is you know, how you can affect this clock. And, and I'll just very quickly, and then we can come back and, and dive deeper into it, mention that it's all about the timing of light and light avoidance. And the reason why I mention that is because now just to finish the school question, another problem in many schools is that their lighting is not bright enough, simulating the sun as much as we can so that it tells the circadian clock it is day and people should be awake and alert instead of a dimmer lighting that doesn't give you that, which also affects the kid's ability to learn, their grades, their health, and it's harming them. So if you a, happen to be a school teacher that travels a lot and therefore are looking at this podcast, all I would say is bring back two you know, demands at your school, and that is let's push the, the the time we meet in the morning uh, to later, and let's put in some bright light uh, in the school. And you have already made the grades higher on average, and you've made uh, kids healthier, and uh, you're not harming them. So we can dive into that in a separate um, conversation, but thanks for bringing that up. Now, let's uh, go into your question about the diff, because... In order for us to deal with any of these issues, really, we need to understand how we each work. And unfortunately, you know, we're, it's, it's not a generic situation here. I wish it was. We're used to looking at our clocks, our watches, and we all have the same time. I know some, there are some different time zones, sure, but we all are looking at it saying right now in New York, it's 1130 or whatever it is. And it's the same for all of us in New York. Now, that's not true for our internal biological time. It could be very, very different. So even if we have the same sleep pattern, go the same, go to bed the same time at night, you know, wake up the same, same time every morning for a month, and we don't travel, we're not shift workers, we're just doing the same thing. There can be, you know, there can be up to six, seven hours difference in us. And that, just to clarify that, because you said that to me before, and that blew my mind. You're saying two people in the same location, yes. looking at the same time, yep. can actually, in real body time, yes. be in different time zones. Completely. 
That is amazing. So, so I'm in New York right now. I could I could really be in LA while I go to sleep at the same time as someone that would be on. Are we in Greenland? Are we where are we out in the east from New York? But you know what I mean. Yes, see, yeah. we can we can really spread ourselves over six seven time zones, although we live the same place and have the same the exact same sleep pattern for a long time, like for a month. Best case scenario. Then you start adding different schedules, different sleep patterns, you know, uh, different lighting circumstances during the day, which affects each of us differently. And now that some people travel, some are shift workers, and now we go up to a 12 hours difference in our biology and our biological time, our circadian time. And now that's the starting point. Without knowing that, without having any idea about what time it is in our bodies, we can address effectively jet lag because as we're looking at, and let's talk about why this before we get to the, the, the importance of knowing this, but the, the starting point for the difference here is our chronotype. Right. The clock in the brain is not always 24 hours corresponding to Earth rotation. In fact, most often it's not 24 hours. It's either slower or faster. If it's slower, you're a night owl like me. It's slower, you wake up later, and then you feel better during the day and night. If it's faster, you wake up earlier, and then you feel not as not as uh, great at night. And so there are people with 24-hour clocks, but it really varies between 23 and a half and 25. And so there are morning types, evening types, extreme morning types, extreme evening types, and people right on the 24-hour dot. And, you know, that's probably the best place to be and and but that would make it sort of neutral but if if we know that we then know how to deal with things like jet lag and shift work disorder and other problems much much better because the early birds the extreme early birds it's better it's easier for them to travel east right while as me and Idaho, i travel west i it, it's that's my that's the best direction for me. And if you gave people the same advice for one person, it might help them shift towards the new time zone. For the other person, they're shifting away from the new time zone. So the first thing to look for in a jet lag solution is if anyone says something generic, <laughs> it is bullshit. <laughs> uh, number one. Number two, if the foundation of that advice isn't about timing light exposure in a personalized fashion or timing light avoidance, it's bullshit. <laughs> so I'm sorry to swear on your on your. No, show. I love it. We're talking but, the truth here. But I, I I need to say that to people because there's a lot of we we call it rhythm washing. There's a lot of misconceptions and myths out there some that goes way back and they're very persistent like recently they talked about chocolate and chili or eating a big meal in the morning of a flight and it's like i don't even know what to say and this stuff ends up in credible media and i guess it 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 ends up there because 
It is supported by so many articles, and now AI, it's making the same mistake every time. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, it keeps on going. And today, we know how to deal with it. We know how to address jet lag in an effective way. Not, a, it's not a pill, so it's not something that just happens. But we can, we can accelerate your adaptation by three, four hundred percent. Right. Three to four yeah. times. It's not insignificant. It's material. You right. won't just feel a little bit better or like question, maybe I felt a little better. You're going to feel better. Like you're right. going to feel much better. Right. And and within a matter of depending on how far away you go, what direction, what chronotype you are, et cetera, you, you're going to either arrive feeling, you know, with pre-adaptation feeling like like you've you already adapted or it'll take, you know, a day or two. So, it's, so can I say it's, it's upset so it's upsetting seeing that that right. that content still making it to to the news again and again and again without being questioned circadian yeah. science and not sleep science by the way but circadian science is what we need to deal with the underlying problem of jet lag period and right. it is it is a personalized plan and the core of it is to time light exposure and light avoidance correctly Based on you, your flight, is it east, west? How many time zones? How many stopovers? What's the departure time? What's the arrival time? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the, that's the foundation. Now comes another issue, though, that we address a time shifter, and that is, is this practical? Right. Because it's like if we took a raw scientific output and said, here's what the science says, it would sometimes tell you to, Go to sleep in the middle of the day for eight hours or stay awake in the middle of the night. And when you are traveling, you're traveling either for vacation or business, you're not going to sleep during the day and be awake during the night. That's all admitted. You're going to squeeze as much out of it as you can or or you have business meetings. So you, you can't do that. So in our algorithm and in our app, we have put in a, a ton of different practicality filters that are taking all kinds of common situations and constraints into consideration. We also not going to ask you to go to sleep when you arrive to your destination because we know you need to pick up your luggage, get in a cab, go to the hotel, check in, unpack, get your toothbrush, brush your teeth before you go to bed. So why are we asking those questions? We, we're not going to ask you to sleep until departure time because there's a commute time and you need to get ready. So all of that needs to be part of the equation too. And all of these different factors makes it completely and utterly impossible for anyone to figure it out on their own. Join us in the next episode with Mickey Bear Clausen on the No Jet Stress podcast. Until next time, wherever you go, farewell. Farewell.